1: Alright, all you Disney fans, welcome to another weekend. Yes, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show, and we have officially jumped into March. And this week, for show number 243, for the week of March 3rd, 2022, we're going to have some fun going back to those days of the ABC family television shows that you know and love, movies that you grew up with, and a variety of different things, because we are welcoming Patrika Darbo here to the show. Now, Patrika, you may know from such shows as Roseanne, Step by Step, as well as Days of Our Lives, and Studio City. She's also been part of many other things that many of you D-heads already know about, from Ruby Bridges, the Disney television Sunday night movie, as well as The Big Bang Theory, The Middle, Desperate Housewives, Dexter, Speed 2, Rango, Babe, and the list goes on and on. And Patrika's gonna stop in and take that trip down memory lane to talk about what it was like being part of all these classics. Which stars? she was actually starstruck to work with and work alongside with as well as what it's like to reprise a role she originated in 1998 and she is going into that role once again right now so we have Patrika stopping in here at the show now the show doesn't end there you're gonna notice a little bit of a Louisiana vibe some New Orleans a little bit of fun it's gonna be a great great show because you know this last week we had Fat Tuesday and Mardi Gras so we're gonna make it a party here this week so you're gonna go out get your punch keys eat them all up, get fat, and then celebrate Mardi Gras as we kick off the Easter season. So all show long, it is going to be one big party here at Diz Radio. And to help us do that is going to be the D Team. Yes, you have the questions, he has the answers. And Aaron is going to dip that hand once again into the virtual mailbag and answer all your questions, and I want to know. We have Jeremy back with a little bit of a party vibe just in time for Mardi Gras as he's putting on his shorts and going into the Disney shorts and this week with Mickey's Birthday Party, as well as Dominic, who's going into the Walt Disney World Resort, having some fun, going through the parks, and he's going to bring you all the best attraction, history, and rides that you may want to tackle next time you go to the Disney World Resort. And let's not forget Frank, who's going to give you the wit, the wisdom, the fun, the look back in this week's Disney Quote of the Week. We have all kinds of fun here lined up. It is going to be a fun-filled party. Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, jumping into March, getting ready for St. Patrick's Day Easter season. Woo! Kind of week here at Diz Radio. It is going to be a blast. And to top that all off, we have none other than Patrika Darbo stopping back here at the show to talk about great things like Step by Step, Rango, Babe, Ruby Bridges, and so many other projects she's been part of over the years. So, all of you D heads, with that said, it is time to have some fun, catch some beads, put on your necklaces, scream, shout. Just each year cares away. So let's officially kick off show number 243 for the week of March 3rd, 2022. And I'll be right back, all of you D heads.
2: Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that piece. Hear that, cats? That's real music. And this is old Satchmo telling you to meet me down at the Delta for Dixieland at Disneyland.
0: This year, Dixieland at Disneyland is greater than ever with two nights of fabulous fun show and music. See, hear, and dance to the all-time greats of Dixie, Louis Armstrong, Teddy Buckner, the Dukes of Dixieland, the Firehouse 5 plus 2, and the young men from New Orleans. One ticket includes everything. Admission to Disneyland, unlimited fun on all Disneyland attractions, and the biggest Dixieland show ever. Advanced sale tickets at Wallach's Music City stores, Desmond's, Liberty Ticket Agencies, and the Disneyland box office. Dixieland at Disneyland, Friday and Saturday nights, September 28th and 29th. It's going
3: to be a guess. Hey, this
4: is Jen Cody, Charlotte from The Princess and the Frog, and you're listening to Diz Radio.
0: It's Disney Blues. Disney
5: on demand.
6: Ooh, I thought you were dead. Uh, uh,
5: With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What?
6: My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Was this baby? We'll never be alone.
1: You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all you D-heads, so I hope you enjoyed our Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday wonderful kickoff for show number 243 for the week of March 3rd, 2022. We're going to have a lot of fun here this week as it's going to be a Mardi Gras party, just get crazy kind of theme because it's going to be fun. It is the kickoff of the Easter season. There's Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday. We have St. Patrick's Day coming up. March is going to be a fun-filled month. Here at Diz Radio. And this week we have a great fun guest stopping in here at the show in Patrika Darbo. Now you know her from a variety of different things. From Ruby Bridges, the Disney Sunday movie, step-by-step, Step, the ABC television show that we all know and love that took place in Port Washington, Wisconsin, supposedly which is about 20 minutes from where I'm from, and a variety of other things that she's been part of, from Days of Our Lives, as well as Puppy Star Christmas, The Bold and the Beautiful, Big Bang Theory, Dexter, the list goes on and on. Speed 2, I mean, her resume continues to impress, so it's definitely going to be a fun one. And to bring the party to life here this week, as I already mentioned at the beginning of the show, we have Dominic, Jeremy, Aaron, and Frank all stopping in here with the D-Team to bring us their signature segments, so a lot of great things. So before I get into my little ranting and raving here this week and my little bit of uh, quips and just for the sake of talking to hear myself talk, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it, go to your podcast provider, search Diz Radio, hit subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your device every single week. And if you're in iTunes, definitely leave us a review, a message, a star rating. It truly is appreciated. So all of you D-heads, a lot of great things. Oh wait, I forgot to also mention you can find us all over the social media as well. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, you can find us all over. Just search Diz Radio or Disney Blue and you will find us there as well. Almost forgot that one. We don't want to do that. So, show number 243. And this week, we've had Fat Tuesday. We had Mardi Gras. As you notice, it's going to be a Mardi Gras, a little bit of a theme here this week. So, a lot of fun things going on. And if it's one thing that Disney knows how to do, it's Mardi Gras. Now, many of you may only know Mardi Gras with Disney. Disney because of Princess and the Frog. That's probably the closest Mardi Gras celebration for the, I guess, the newer generation of Disney fans. But Disney has a variety of different Mardi Gras themes. There was a wonderful world of color. With Walt Disney, that was fantastic, all about Mardi Mardi Gras celebrations. Yes, and we had Ludwig von Drake, and, you know, the best part about that intro on The Wonderful World of Color is Walt Disney's talking the intro. He's ready to talk about Mardi Gras, giving the intro, and he's going to talk about Ludwig von Drake, but he calls him Ludwig von Dock and then corrects himself and says, I mean Drake. So it's really funny how that evolution goes. And they didn't even edit it or reshoot the scene. They just went with it. And I'm sure Walt probably was like, it's fine. Um, but that Wonderful World of of color special was really good. It was great. They showed a lot of great, uh, y- you know, New Orleans bands playing and different uh, things they do. And then they also went down into the border with uh, Jose Carioca. And he was going and talking about how they do celebrations and fun things around the same time as Mardi Gras. So there's a lot of great aspects with that as well. Now, the number one thing that I remember of Mardi Gras from Disney is 1990. In 1990, Disneyland celebrated its 35th anniversary. Now, the 35th anniversary was a big deal for Disneyland. I still have a lot of collectibles from that year. You also had the cast of Cheers do a 35th anniversary Wonderful World of Disney Sunday Night Special all about Disneyland as well. It was fantastic. I miss those days of real celebrations, not just we're going to have a celebration, and it's going to be 10 bands playing. I really miss when they were true, real celebrations and fun. But, you know, I'm not going to digress into being negative as to what Disney's become. They're changing with the time, so that's what you have to accept, right? But it was a great special, and Mardi Gras. Many of you may or may not remember the Mardi Gras parade. Yes, it was fantastic. I loved the Party Gras, as they called it because it was going all year round. So it was the 35th anniversary party gras of Disneyland. And the thing that made this stand out in my mind was not only just the music, because, come on, you had Buster Poindexter re-record his song, Hot, 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 just for Disneyland. So some of the lyrics were changed, some of the other elements of it, the parade was great, and then they also had these gigantic floats. It was almost like you were in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade. These floats were humongous. I mean, gigantic. Mickey, Minnie, everyone in their Mardi Gras, or as Disney put it, their Party Gras attire. So it, it was a fun parade. It really was like a party. And I miss some of these crazy, whimsical parades because you may think back to some of these times and they had the Mickey Mania parade, um, you know, for Mickey's birthday. There was the Donald Duck birthday parade. The Easter parade that they used to air every single year. The Disney Easter parade was always fantastic as well, but the Pardi Gras parade was very unique. It was different. It was fun. I can only imagine what it was like on a windy day with those giant balloons, but it really was a fun thing, and they were giving away all these crazy prizes and giveaways every single day for the 35th anniversary, so Mardi Gras has been a part of Disney for quite some time and a lot of great things on that front. Now, when it comes to Mardi Gras and Disney, I mean, come on, how many of you think that they should do some kind of a Mardi Gras feel for Tiana? Now, everyone talks about Splash Mountain getting remade or, you know, getting an overlay. You know what? I say do away with that. I think they should do something on, like, the Mark Twain Riverboat or something like that with Just Straight Tiana. They did have a show on the Mark Twain at some point with Tiana's, uh, what was it, Tiana Showboat River Show or something like that when Princess and the Frog first came out. And that was definitely a fun show, and they should bring something like that back again. Something that was just like this fun atmosphere, music. You know, they should have kept that show going as well. So, a lot of great Mardi Gras feels, and whether it was Mardi Gras or not, one person that I always relate to in terms of Disney and this time of the year is Louis Armstrong. You can't go wrong with Louie and the Satchimo Way, right? You know, Disney, the Satchmo Way, that one LP that he came out with, they did re-release it on CD, and you can also download it digitally now through the iTunes store. Disney's songs, the Satchmo Way, is fantastic. Louis Armstrong just brings all these Disney songs to life in a different kind of way that just makes me feel like it's, it's Mardi Gras time and it's New Orleans, and it's, you know, I mean, I get that's his feel, the jazz, the feel to it. But there's just something where it brings me back to that time of the year where it feels like a New Orleans Mardi Gras kind of feel. And you may remember that Louis Armstrong was on an episode of Disneyland After Dark with Walt Disney as well. And just watching him play there on the riverboat is is a sight to see. If you haven't seen this one, YouTube it, find it, just look up Disneyland After Dark. It was a fantastic episode that was great. And I wish some of these classics would be more on Disney Plus over time. And maybe they will. Uh, I, I like the original stuff, but some of these classics, I wish they would be be there as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Mardi Gras, Princess and the Frog, having fun. I guess, how do you celebrate Mardi Gras? One of the things I also feel like Mardi Gras, hint, hint, it's not Mardi Gras, is Topsy Turvy Day. It's one of those things where I know it takes place in January and it's hunchback of Notre Dame, but come on, doesn't it have that kind of party feel as well? I think it does. I think it's one of those things where if you don't play it in January, you're definitely allowed to play it during the Mardi Gras season. So all of you D heads, that's all I got here this week. It's a little more uh, laid back. I don't have a fun story like I did last week, but fear not, there will be more of those stories coming. But hopefully I gave you a little insight. You can check out some of these classics with the Pardi Gras Parade and uh, the Wonderful World of Color, Disneyland After Dark, some really good ones that you might want to check out to help celebrate the Mardi Gras season here the Disney way. It's definitely going to be a fun time. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it is time to press on here, celebrate Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, have a blast, because we have Patrika Darbo stopping in here at the show. We're going to take it step by step, day by day, and yes, there was no roller coaster in Port Washington, Wisconsin. I'm going to tell you all that right now on that show because I live 20 minutes from Port Washington, Wisconsin. So there's either two choices what that show was representing. A, they were going down to Six Flags in Gurney, Illinois, which is about two hours away, but there's no waterfront there. Or B, they went up towards Green Bay, Wisconsin, where there's a little beach with a roller coaster called Bay Beach, um, and it's right there on the lakefront. So just a little bit of insight from somebody who actually lives close to the real life, Port Washington, Wisconsin. So all V D heads we're getting ready. We're going to welcome Patrika here very soon. We also have Aaron stopping in, Jeremy, Dominic, as well as Frank. A lot of great things here at the show. And next week, get ready because we have an all-new D-team member stopping in here at the show little hint, hint there as well. So let's press on for show number 243 for the week of March 3rd, 2022. And I'm excited to keep this party going, keep it rocking, keep it rolling. And I'll be right back, all of you D-heads. But for a while, I'm going to release it here to
7: the D-Team. Nestled along the Sasagula River, there's a tranquil place where Southern hospitality meets up with the revelry of Mardi Gras. These are Disney's Port Orleans resorts, Riverside and French Quarter. Located in the Downtown Disney Resort area, Disney's Port Orleans Resorts are two of several moderately priced hotels set in the very heart of Walt Disney World Resort in Florida.
5: Really, from the moment you arrive, there's this immersive experience of really the whimsy of New Orleans meeting that Disney magic. Like this,
7: wanna check out the Downtown Disney area? You're just a water taxi ride away. You'll see all the sights of Port Orleans Riverside or French Quarter and really have the experience of the gentle old South. On the resort's French Quarter side, you're welcomed by wrought iron balconies and the Magnolia-lined carriage paths. Even De Bloom Lagoon pays tribute to the music of knowledge with a sea serpent slide appropriately named Scales. Down the river, the resort takes on a different personality. Disney's Port Orleans Resort, Riverside, brings you back to the charm of stately mansions and the legends of the Louisiana Bayou. In fact, the story of the resort is so convincingly told, you can taste it. Sit down to a plate of the famous Jambalaya at Boatwright's Dining Hall. Here's Old Man Island. It has a swimming pool and slide fashioned from an abandoned sawmill. And a quiet little spot for cane pole fishing. Nowhere else in Walt Disney World can you drop a line like this. The many stories of New Orleans make their way into every room at Disney's Port Orleans resorts, including the Riverside's exclusive royal rooms.
5: One of our most famous residents of Port Orleans is, of course, Princess Tiana, and she's invited guests of all ages to come and stay in our royal rooms. When you walk in, you'll see the royal fabrics and the rich details of the Disney story come to life. And when you go to sleep at night, you can actually see the fireworks that Tiana's left behind to give you a magical ending to your night.
7: So there you have it. Whether you're looking for a romantic Riverside retreat or a New Orleans celebration, your family will find it at Disney's Port Orleans Resorts, Riverside and French Quarter.
8: Liam O'Brien from Star Wars Rebels, Avengers Assemble, and Critical Role. You're listening to Diz Radio. Well, apparently it's party time and we've just undergone another fat Tuesday, which I thought was every Tuesday for me, um... We're not saying that I'm that overweight, but, you know, I'm a little fat, you know, and I, I guess if you're celebrating Taco Tuesday, you're already probably having Fat Tuesday because if you eat too many tacos, you know, it depends upon how good the tacos are, I suppose. But this is the kickoff to Mardi Gras, which, of course, is a huge party. Uh, so we're partying on the uh, Diz Radio show today. And so I, of course, I'm obligated to continue the party. And I actually have something special. I was looking for one thing, and that led me into finding something else entirely. I'm going to start out here with a little Mickey Mouse short called The Birthday Party, which was released January 7th, 1931. Now, during this cartoon, we're going to see Minnie Horace and Clarabelle Cow. They're joining hordes of other characters. I mean, uh, there's a. Big pig with a mustache and all kinds of different characters that I don't know who they are. But they're getting ready for a big birthday celebration. And this is also an episode where Mickey and Minnie jam out on a song called I Can't Give You Anything But Love, Baby. And then, of course, Horace and Clarabelle perform a dance and some scat singing to the Darktown Strutter's Ball. But overall, this is just uh, its a lot of song and dance. It's a big party. Uh, there is kind of a fun moment there at the beginning with uh, Mickey ringing on the bell and when Minnie answers it. I thought it was adorable. I rather enjoyed it. So, but you know, up up to that, we have a lot of goofy kind of gags where one pig character can't quite hide himself under the couch when Mickey shows up because they're trying to surprise him, you know, but basically after the, uh, Mickey comes in for the party, it's just a dance party and all kinds of fun. Uh, some gags with the birthday cake where Mickey's supposed to give a little blow to blow the candles out. And he blows the entire cake into this pig character's face. Uh, a lots of fun playing the piano, playing xylophone, dancing around, singing songs, it's just a great party. Uh, this was directed by Burt Gillette, produced by Walt Disney, starring Walt Disney and Marcellette Garner. Produced, of course, by Walt, City, Walt Disney Productions, distributed by Columbia Pictures. Runs about seven and a half minutes, and it was preceded by a short called Pioneer Days and followed up by Traffic Troubles. Now, what makes this interesting in the original cartoon I was looking for was Mickey's birthday party. Directed by Riley Thompson, produced by Walt Disney, starring Walt Disney, Thelma Boardman, Clarence Nash, Pinto Colvig, Elvira Alman, Florence Gill, with music by Charles Wolcott. This, of course, also came from Walt Disney Productions and distributed by RKO Radio Pictures. was released February seventh, nineteen forty-two, which also runs seven minutes. Now, this was, of course, the remake cartoon, and this is where we're going to find the well, it's a spiritual remake, as what to call it. And actual three scenes from this version of the short were recycled from previous shorts. You got animation of Minnie Mouse putting on some lipstick and fixing her hair, recycled from Mickey's surprise party. My goodness, Mickey's having a lot of parties. Animation of Goofy sniffing the cake's aroma in the oven is recycled from The Little Whirlwind, but with Goofy in place of Minnie so I guess it's not really recycled if you have to draw somebody over on top of it, though, right? Mickey's Wild Dance While Minnie Plays the Organ was originally done by Ward Kimball for a scene initially made for The Reluctant Dragon. The sequence was scrapped and replaced by How to Ride a Horse when Archeo asked for more goofy shorts. Pluto makes a cameo appearance on the poster, but does, doesn't actually appear in the short. And this is the last Mickey Mouse cartoon where Minnie is topless. Yeah, I know. Shocking. Minnie running around topless for... At least 11 years here in the world But uh so On this one if uh you know I didn't Pull up around this one to watch it But uh this comes on a they had like the 90th anniversary of Mickey Mouse 90th birthday they released this as a Blu-ray also you can get it digitally Well this is where you see Goofy Attempting to make a cake Uh I don't know What Minnie was thinking given Goofy the assignment To bake a cake for Mickey But everybody else is trying to keep Mickey busy, playing music and dancing and having a party. And Goofy is just wrecking this cake and eventually just buys a cake. And then everybody sings happy birthday when Goofy arrives with the cake. And Goofy, being his clumsy self, trips and accidentally throws the cake on Mickey, who smiles regardless. So these are actually two delightfully fun shorts where, you know, there's a birthday party, which, heck, you know, there's a great birthday party for Pluto, too. But, you know, we're in that party atmosphere. And both of these cartoons really feature a lot of song and dance and fun. And so it's perfect, I guess, for here we are kicking off Mardi Gras. So hope you enjoy, you know, do something fun uh, before you have to give up something for Lent. So this has been the Spider-Pan Jeremy of Neverland, the Fandom Nexus, found at NeverlandPodcast.com. And as I like to tell you every week, now that you're having your fun at Diz Radio, enjoy your time. But when you're done with Diz Radio, come and have some fun with me over at the Fandom Nexus. All right, we'll see you next week. Until then, Toonsters and D-Heads alike, like I said, have fun out there.
6: What a wonderful phrase. Kuna Matata! Ain't
4: no passing craze
6: Means no worries for the rest of your day Impressive, Thank you. He found his aroma lacked a certain appeal. It could clear the savanna after every meal. I'm a sensitive soul, though I seem thick skinned.
4: And it hurt that my friends never stood downwind. And oh, the shame! He was a slave. I thought of changing my name in a name i felt so disheartened
6: how did it feel every time that i jonah not in front of the clients <laughs> <Hakuna Matana. laughs>
8: was the voice of Mickey Mice. Now he's a tycoon at the center of a vast business empire. Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey
2: Mice? Well, yes, uh-huh. But, of uh, course, I don't make many Mickey uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> can you make that noise for us now? Well, uh, Mickey used to talk something like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Hello,
5: everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Disney's Quote of the Week. This week, we have a special guest, Patrika Darbo. Now, many of you will recall that she was in the Twilight Zone, and with that, it had me thinking of the ride over in the Disney parks. Now, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, also known as Tower of Terror, is an accelerated drop tower dark ride located at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Tokyo Disney Sea, Walt Disney Studios Park, and formerly located at Disney's California Adventure. Now, the attraction is inspired by Rod Serling's anthology television series, The Twilight Zone and takes place in a fictional Hollywood Tower Hotel in Hollywood, California. The Tokyo version features an original storyline not related to The Twilight Zone and takes place in a fictional Hotel Hightower. All versions of the attraction place riders in a seemingly ordinary hotel elevator and present a fictional backstory in which people have mysteriously disappeared from the elevator under the influence of a supernatural element many years previously. Now, this week's quote comes directly from The Ride. Hollywood, 1939, amid the glitz and the glitter of a bustling young movie town, at the height of its golden age, the Hollywood Tower Hotel was a star in its own right, a beacon for the show business elite. Now, something is about to happen that will change all that. Well, that's this week's quote of the week. Can't wait to give you next week's quote. And until then, have a magical week. Super. And their dealings
2: with stressed envelope to Davis and Write down that piece. And now your host, Walt Disney. Something's mixed up. This is my program off. It's my time to stay home and watch the program myself. Your host for this show is none other than the famous lecturer Psychologist, philosopher, and authority on most anything you care to mention. Professor Ludwig von Duck, I mean Drake. See, his subject is uh, Mardi Gras. Glad I was reminded of it. Well, we might have missed it ourselves, huh? What a buildup, huh? The Von Drake Report. The Von Drake Report. Produced and directed by Professor
9: Ludwig von Drake. Starring that ace commentator, Ludwig von Drake. How do you do? From coast to coast, this is Ludwig von Drake, your ace commentator reporting. (laughs) That's me. All right, now we got all these clocks over here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. What am I saying? Good night? I haven't even started yet. All right. Well, now where are we? Now we begin. All right. Now the microphone. Where's the mic? We gotta have a mic. Now All right. Hold the program. Stop the cameras. This is it. The program's over. Where is the microphone? What am I gonna stand here and yell all the way across the country? with this? you, little guy, over here. Where you sitting, that skinny fella? What's the matter with you? Don't you know enough to take off your hat in the house? <laughs> oh, there you are. How do you do, Mike? Yes, <laughs> nice to see you again. All right, now. Testing, testing, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and three, eight. That's the size of my hat. Hello, 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 hello. They don't call me Ludwig van Nutley for nothing, you know. Now, on tonight's special, special, extra special, special van Drake report, I'm going to bring you for the first, for the first time on TV, all of the color and excitement, the glamour, the, 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 the wildness, The gaiety of the Mardi Gras. Now we're not going to bring you just one Mardi Gras, but two Mardi Gras. Two for the price of one.
0: You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
3: Hey D-heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Well, it's good to be back in the groove of having shows every week. We sure missed you guys as much as you missed us. Well, I've been getting in the Mardi Gras spirit this week and listening to the Disney section on the XM Radio app. They've been playing some Disney classics with a jazz twist. Now I need to get me some red beans and rice this weekend and I'll be loving life New Orleans style. Well, you guys have been busy sending in questions. Going to take a while to get this mail back down to a manageable level. So let's reach into the virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Melissa Franklin of Ohio and she writes, Diz Radio? It was good to hear you back the other day. I'm excited for new shows again. There is no other Disney podcast like yours, not a single one. My question is about the days of old TV shows going to Disney parks. I loved Step by Step as a kid and I swear they went there once but I can't find it for the life of me. Maybe I'm wrong. Also, isn't that show, as a longtime listener in D head, supposed to take place like a few minutes from where Jonathan lives? Thanks for the answers and so glad to have you all back. Step by Step is an American television sitcom that aired for seven seasons. It ran on ABC as part of its TGIF Friday night lineup from September 20th, 1991 to August 15th, 1997, then moved to CBS where it aired from September 19, 1997 to June 26, 1998. Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Somers star as single parents, Frank and Carol, each with three children who wed and form a blended family. This was definitely a fun show to watch. Now, the Disney World episodes were Season 5, Episode 22, which aired on May 3, 1996, and Episode 23, which aired on May 10, 1996. The episodes were appropriately called We're Going to Disney World. And yes, the Lamberts made their home in Port Washington, Wisconsin, which is in Jonathan's neck of the woods. Step by Step is available to watch on HBO Max. I think I might have to watch those Disney episodes this weekend. Our next question is from Tracy H. of Chicago, Illinois, and she writes, Aaron and Diz Radio team, been listening for about a year or two. My question is about Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. The old TV show. I recall the main girl playing Alice in another Disney thing. I can't place it, but in my foggy memories in my brain, I think she was. Or was she in something else not Disney I'm thinking of? You all rock. Diz Radio is for all Disney fans of every single age. I love it. Well, the actress that you're thinking of from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is Elizabeth Arnois. The show ran from 1992 to 1995. She was also in the Disney movie One Magic Christmas from 1985, and she was in a wonderful world of Disney movie My Date with the President's Daughter in 1998. Now if you're a CSI fan, you might remember her playing the role of Morgan Brody for three seasons, 87 episodes, from 2011 to 2015. Hopefully I found the connection you were looking for. Our final question this week is from Gavin Newton from my home state of California and he writes, I want to know part of the show? In classic Disney there was an old movie Apple Dumpling Gang and Apple Dumpling Gang Returns. I was told from my parents there was a show for TV too. Who was in that and when did it air? I so want to find it. Well you've come to the right guy for an Apple Dumpling Gang question. I love these movies and they're still some of my favorites. In January 1982, Disney aired Tales of the Apple Dumpling Gang, a television film on Walt Disney when it aired on CBS, starring Ed Begley Jr. in the Conway role and Art Johnson in the Knotts role. Two months later, it saw the premiere of a television series, *Gunshy*, with a completely different cast including Barry Van Dyke in the Bixby role. Six episodes were produced on CBS. To me, the originals will always be my favorite. You just cannot replace Don Knotts and Tim Conway's Comedy Genius. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. And dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D heads, and so glad to be back. Zip
10: do da, oh zip do da, zip do da, zip diddy, yay.
2: My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine
10: hit my way.
2: Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual, everything is satisfactual. Zippity-doo-dah,
10: zippity-yay, wonderful feeling, a wonderful day. zippity doo da oh, zippity-doo.
2: Zippity-doo-dah, zippity a. wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Zippity-doo-dah,
10: zippity-doo-dah, zippity-doo-dah, what a wonderful day. Zippity-doo-dah, hey!
7: Biggest party in the history of Disneyland.
10: Disneyland!
7: 35th Anniversary Celebration, with the biggest parade we've ever staged, towering four stories over Main Street, our biggest giveaway ever, a new Geo every day, and over 400,000 other prizes. There's only one way to describe 35 years of parties all rolled into one. Party, party,
10: Disneyland It's Disneyland,
6: Disneyland.
7: Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express monorail, our highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please.
11: Thank you. Hello, I'm Dominic, and for several years I've had trip planning and Disney Plus segments here on Dis Radio. Now I'm back with a new segment covering the history of current attractions in Walt Disney World. As I said last week, I'm going to start at the Magic Kingdom and pick a land to discuss different attractions, from what I believe to be the worst to the best that land has to offer. Today, I'm again going to tomorrow. To recap, the current Walt Disney World website lists seven attractions for Tomorrowland. We have the Astro Orbiter, Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger spin, the Monsters Incorporated Left Floor, Space Mountain, the Tomorrowland Speedway, the TTA People Mover, and Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Going in order to what I feel is the worst of the best, let me be clear, the worst isn't bad. I appreciate all of these attractions. A Corvette is still an excellent car, it isn't it's fault that a Ferrari exists. We covered the Astro Orbiter last time, so second from the bottom I say is the Tomorrowland Speedway. This is Walt Disney World's version of Disneyland's opening day attraction, the Autonomous Florida's version, the Tomorrowland Speedway opened at Walt Disney World as the Grand Prix Raceway or Grand Prix Speedway, depending on which source you believe, back in 1971. New Tomorrowland in 1995 rechristened the attraction as the Tomorrowland Indy Speedway, getting some not-so-futuristic Indianapolis Motor Speedway theming. To reflect and apologize for the total abomination that was the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indy was dropped from the attraction's name in 2009, one year after that movie's release. And no one is buying, that's just a coincidence. If you've never been to the Tomorrowland Speedway, you sit in a gas-powered car that is too big for you to work the pedal as a child, but too small for your parents to sit in without their knees above their ears. You drive around the track, there's a rail in the middle to keep you on the track. You cruise at an eye-watering speed of 7.5 miles per hour. And your kid crashes back and forth on the rail until the ride is over, at which time you unfold yourself and question your life choices. If the ride seems shorter than you remember it, it's because it, it, Is 1974, 1987, 2012 all saw chunks of the track removed for various better things. It is now listed as .4 miles long, which is exactly 50% the length of its own queue. So why do it? All kidding aside, it's fun for kids. They get to drive a car. It's awesome. When I was between 5 or 10 years old, this is one of my favorite things to do in the park. My favorite part of the track is the bridge you go over, which also creates a tunnel you go under. The views are also pretty excellent. As a parent, you can enjoy them while your kid slams you repeatedly into the center rail. However, watching your kids ride this thing is a treat. It is a small taste of them doing a very adult thing. My suggestion to make it more immersive, make it a little bit more true to life, they should have the child get an insurance policy, receive their car from an unscrupulous salesman well above MSRP at ballooning adjustable interest rates, and be forced to pay gasoline prices during a Democratic presidential administration. Why is it so low on the list of Tomorrowland attractions? Well, first, the theme. What is future about a gas race car? It's ridiculous. Why is this in Tomorrowland? The Uber that brought you from the airport to Walt Disney World is more futuristic. Second, age and size. There's a limited age and body size where the thing is fun for anyone. Third, in a world with Test Track, what are we doing here? 7.5 miles an hour. The living with the land boat is probably faster. What would plus this up? Well, for years we've been threatened by a wreck it ralph ride that was supposedly imminent. Well, pull the trigger! Sugar Rush overlay this thing. Have the neighboring fantasy land absorb it and call it a day. Is it bad? No, like last week's Astro Orbiter review, there's nothing wrong with the Tomorrowland Speedway. It is what it is, and it does what it does. But Tomorrowland has better things to offer, so tune in next week as we travel up the next rung of Tomorrowland's ladder as we review and talk some history of the attractions of Walt Disney World. I do have an official Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi and some questions and suggestions at Dominic at DisRadio.com. That's spelled D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DisRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet, on Twitter, at WDW Plan Tunes, and on YouTube or your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plan Tunes or by visiting Plantoons.com. If you like early 90s syndicated professional wrestling shows, check out the Saturday Morning Superstars podcast. I'm on there as well. Again, folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching the Transportation and Ticket Center. This includes all sections of the Magic Kingdom car and bus parking lot. If you are traveling to Epcot, please exit here and board the monorail at the connecting monorail station. Separate bus transportation is provided to Disney's Animal Kingdom, the Disney MGM Studios, Typhoon Lagoon, and Downtown Disney, which includes the Marketplace, Pleasure Island, and the West Side.
2: Disneyland has always had a big river and a Mississippi sternwheeler. It seemed appropriate to create a new attraction at the bend of the river. And so Disneyland's New Orleans Square came into being. A New Orleans of a century ago when she was the gay Paris of the American frontier. In 1803, the United States wanted New Orleans for a port. In order to get it, we had to make a package deal with Napoleon. He insisted that we buy the peripheral area. So we threw in an extra million and ended up with 800,000 square miles. The Louisiana Purchase was probably the greatest real estate deal of all time. It included all of this territory from the Gulf to Canada. Total cost, $11 million. By the way, Disneyland's New Orleans Square alone cost 15 million. But of course, a dollar went much further in those days. It was a gala day when we officially opened New Orleans Square. He had a real jubilee, Southern style. Trooper <laughs> oh. and their dealings with <laughs> the enveloped. envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. <laughs>
0: It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all
1: of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to the show, television, and more. You know her from such things as Days of Our Lives. She was also seen on Amazon, Studio City. You know her from Step by Step, Babe, Ruby Bridges, and so many other shows. Welcome, Patricia Darbo, here to the show. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It is our pleasure having you here on the show. I mean, so many different things you've been part of, from step-by-step, growing pains. I mean, going way back in your catalog, all the way to the newest stuff. I guess, what got you started into acting to begin with, before we get to what you're up to recently?
12: (laughs) Well, I think if you'd talk to my mother, who has since passed, she would say I came out of the womb acting. Um, She called me Sarah Bernhardt most of my life so I guess I was quite the dramatic child. (laughs) Anyway, so I did it in school, um, high school, college. Uh, I did community theater. uh, It's where I met my husband. So um, I've been doing it for a long time, so yes.
1: (laughs) Now, you know, some of those earlier classics that everybody knows, like Step by Step, as well as, you know, being part of Growing Pains, all of those. What is it like looking back in this resurgence of all those classics now with people binging them and streaming them now and going back, do you look back and you're like, those are really some fun different times in sitcom television?
12: It, it truly is. But it was a different time as you look at things all together. Uh, uh, the times they are changing, I think the song goes. I, um, I did, honey, I did the Jeffersons. I did different strokes way back. So I have quite a plethora of of, of sitcoms that I've done over my lifetime. And I think when you look at things now, um, with fun family time, there were moral things discussed. I think now it's more of the fact that the times have changed and we've, we've come into, um, more diversity, more inclusivity. Uh, we've had, you know, a 20 year war and things. So television reflects that. And those were simpler, kinder times. And now we're, We're showing what life is like today. That was what life was like yesterday. Um, And I guess the old saying is you can't go home sometimes is true, too, because um, the times have changed.
1: Definitely. You know, and it was a simpler time, a lot more, I, I guess, it was hijinks and fun and just very lighthearted. Now, being on all those sets, I mean, I myself, I actually live 20 minutes from the real life Port Washington, Wisconsin, Do you have any good memories of being on shows like step by step from behind the scenes where you're like, this is just a fun experience I'm never going to forget?
12: Well, yeah, they were all great. I mean, when I did Growing Paints, I I came on and did a guest shot. um, And then I ended up doing it for like over five years and being Kurt's vice principal because an actress... Um, didn't work out and they said call and see if Patrika Darbo is available and I got to come back and do a recurring as his principal so those were simple kinder times you it was kind of a family thing I mean I I would still see the you know different cast members at different times Um, the gentleman who played Ben and his name has just gone out of my mind I see him and his wife a lot um i uh, I used to before he passed i would i did i hosted a parade uh, i mean we we became families when you 're with someone every single day it 's kind of like now i 'm on days of our lives. It truly is a family thing because you spend eight to ten hours a day with these people um and they become family you you see their husbands their wives their children grow up um and for step by step i 'm still in touch with christine i 'm still in- in touch With um, a number of the kids who've grown up, they're now they now have kids of their own. Um, Years ago, I did Punky Brewster. Um, I'm seeing the Soleil grow up. I mean, it's just amazing Um, for me. I've become the great grandmother of a lot of these kids. So it's um, it was a simpler time. Um, It's still a situation where we are families um, and we protect. And um, and again, sometimes we don't get along with some of our family members. (laughs) But
1: that's real life. Well, you know, and like you said, you know, you become family with all these people. And, you know, now you are in a role on Days of Our Lives with a role that you originated in 1998. What is it like coming back to doing Days of Our Lives? Because, you know, being part of, you know, soap operas and shows like that is an entirely different beast than being part of a sitcom.
12: Oh, entirely. We film a movie script today. So uh it's a lot of memorizing. Um it's very fast, so you need to be prepared when you get there because they they don't have time for you not to be prepared. So if you're thinking of doing any kind of sitcom, I mean any kind of soap opera, remember that it's a movie script a day and it's a lot of memorizing. Uh and I guess the way to equate that is if I was doing a film, I may only shoot 2 pages a day versus a hundred and something. So it's 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 very different along those lines. Um, and you mentioned that I started in 1998. Nadia was 18 years old. Um, uh, Nadia Bjorland, who plays my daughter Chloe on the show, she was 18 years old. She's grown up on that show. Um, I've seen her grow up on that show. I've seen her blossom into a beautiful young woman, a very talented actress, and she's now a mother of two little boys herself. So, um, you know, Deidre Hall, her little boys were young. They're now grown men. Uh, the same with Missy Reeves. She and her husband have two kids who are – one is now a singing artist. I mean, it is a family, and we've seen each other grow up. We've prospered with each other and had problems with each other. Our families supported one another. So, again, it goes back to being family.
1: Well, you know, and with that, coming back to the show – what was it like when you got the call and they're like, we want you to come back with this role that you originated where you're just like, all right, let's revisit this again?
12: Well, you know, the best part about it is to be asked to come back. That means you did good work and they want you back. Um, I've been shooting now since September. I can't really tell anybody what the storyline is because we are far ahead. Um, but it's a, it's a ride. Hang on. It's going to be fun. But it's interesting to come back because sometimes I don't know some of the kids, they have what they call the rapid growth syndrome. So suddenly when I left, some kid was two years old and now they're married and have their own kids on the show. And I go, who do they belong to? I don't know. So it's been a refresher course for me also. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre sometimes. <laughs> Kevin Spiritus, who plays uh, Craig Wesley, my husband on that, we've been in touch and, and been friends for this 30-something year so. it's it's a It's a wonderful experience to be invited back because means you did your work, um, and um, just to keep growing.
1: I guess with that, too, though, you know, coming back, being asked to come back, um, what is it like when you look at how soap operas and shows like Days are, where, you know, the storylines are still going on 35 years later, and then how do you process remembering all these lines, like you said, in a day as well?
12: I don't leave my sofa a lot of times. <laughs> I'm constantly working on memorizing the lines, but... I, I think what everyone needs to realize, and I think a lot of your audience will, is the soap operas are generational. When I first started on Days, there were still like 12, 12 to 18 soaps. There were a number of them that were on the East Coast in New York, All My Children, As the World Turns. Um, all those shows were still there. There are only four soaps left, which is Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Days of Our Lives in General Hospital. Um, it 's a genre that supported the network twenty and thirty years ago because daytime television was it, um, and grandparents would go, Shh, be quiet, we 're watching my story, and so the, the the child would sit there with their grandmother if they were staying with them, or the daughter or son, and they became ensconced in that show also and invested in those characters. Um, And even today, you will go someplace where a mother and son and their now grandchild and his son or daughter is with them to say, I love my stories, I love my Marlena, I love my, you know, John, I love everything that's happening there. Um, Kevin and I have been accepted wonderfully and welcomed back. I'm not sure how everything is going to go, stories change, but at this point, it's generational How many places can you say have been on the air for 50-something years? How many shows? You can't say that. The soap operas have. I think um, Bold and the Beautiful is celebrating its 35th year. Days will be celebrating, what, its 58th or 59th year this way. I mean, they've been around for a long time. Kids and grandkids and great-grandkids have grown up watching shows with their, their families. My grandmother would not leave the house without making sure she watched Young and the Restless. That was her story. <laughs> and we, my husband and I bought her a VCR. That's how far back it goes. And um, she would not go out to lunch with us for a couple days to make sure that that machine worked so that when she came home she could see her story. <laughs> so, uh, again, people are invested. It's their time. They, um, We are part of their families because they've seen us grown up. They've seen our kids grown up. Uh, and it's that kind of thing. Again, it all boils back to television creates families.
1: Definitely. You know, and speaking of the families too, and television creating families, with so many uh, streaming services now, and, you know, I'm a father of four children. Your name and your voice and your likeness pops up in so many things that we watch now, from, you know, Babe, Speed 2, Rango. I mean, all of these classics as well. Are you seeing a resurgence of people noticing your entire career? And do you ever go back and you're like, wow, I almost forgot I made that one?
12: Yeah, I, I, that happens often. <laughs> I remember somebody telling me for, for, um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil that I worked with Kevin Spacey and somebody, and I went, I've never worked with Kevin Spacey. Yes, you have. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. And then they went, you did, you did Midnight in the Garden, didn't you? And I went, oh my god, I worked with Kevin Spacey. <laughs> so it's like, those are the kind of things that pop them. You just don't think about it. Um but I've been great. I've worked with Clint Eastwood. How wonderful is that? Sandra Bullock. Um Sydney Poitier. I, I mean, uh, there's so many people I look back and, uh, and I'm starstruck. I don't even think of myself as being, uh, an actress who's got a, a big, uh, what is the word I want, um, resume. Uh, so I forget sometimes. And that I am, I am an actor also. So it's, it's amazing when you kind of look at your career and what's going on. And I look at the, uh, the actors and actresses that I have worked with, um, That we've we've grown up together, we've worked together, and our careers have blossomed. I mean, Octavia Spencer and I were were friends far before she hit stardom, but it you know just she found the most perfect role. I think I think the best thing to say is what Dame Helen Mirren said at the SAG Awards this thing is you know actors just keep working, be kind, and really stick to your guns, and know that you're just one part away from that stardom that you seek. So just keep at it, study, learn, keep at it.
1: Well, you know, and I think that's the kind of thing where everyone is that one part away. But then there's also so many parts that you've played a part in people's lives that you don't even realize. I mean, you know, when I mentioned to my son that I would be speaking with you today for the show, he's like, oh yeah, she was in The Burbs. And he loves that movie. And, you know, it's just, it's all these different lives that you touch over the years where you have been part of everyone else's lives in their living rooms with their children, passing it on to generations.
12: Sometimes you don't, those things I don't think about. I did know when I first started on Days of Our Lives, because I am not your typical soap opera woman. I am a size, I'm a size two, but I have a zero on the the right-hand side of my two, whereas Kristen Alfonso is a size two with a zero on the other side of the two. Um, So I got a lot of letters and response from, uh younger people who said you know you're you're an inspiration i didn't start to be an inspiration this was a job for me i've been working my butt off to be able to do these kind of roles and to get these kind of roles um so i didn't start off to be an inspiration or inspire people but you know don't ever let anybody tell you you can't have your dream um, in 1968 i had a casting director, I came to visit, and I got my aunt here, and I got an opportunity to read for a casting director who told me I was wonderful, but I'd never work in this town because I was too fat. That was 1968. It's 2022. I have four Emmy nominations, and I have two wins. So don't ever let anybody tell you you can't have your dream.
1: Definitely. You know, and I think that's the kind of thing where you're this inspiration for everyone. Like you said, you didn't set out to be it. But you are that inspiration. Now, with that, you know, your career spans so many roles, so many parts that you played a part of. Have you ever come across that one fan or that one touching moment where you realize just how much you really inspired or impacted their life?
12: You know, there are a lot of things. I can remember going into um, this arts and crafts store because I was picking something up and, um... I was checking out, and the lady behind the counter looked at me and burst into tears and started crying and going, oh, my God, you are Nancy on Days of Our Lives. I learned to speak English from you. I love you. I mean, and I'm like going, please stop crying. Please stop crying. I mean, she is sobbing loudly, loudly, and there are people in line. And I, I my whole being was like, please stop crying. And, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize that people were this impacted by what I was doing But you forget sometimes, like on the soap operas, you're into their living rooms every single day. And to have a a young girl write me and say, you know, um, I've been heavy my life. I've been ridiculed and teased, but you made me join the drama department, um, and you made me be part of something, and I was accepted there. And uh, that brings me to you have four kids. I need to say to you as a parent, which I'm sure you know, not every kid is a jock. Please don't take the arts away from the school. You know, we need the music. We need the drama departments because not every kid plays football, basketball, soccer. So um, that's an important thing. And you realize in that point that you do impact people's lives.
1: Definitely. You know, and with that impacting people's lives as well, you're also, you know, part of an organization that brings awareness for mental health and veterans assistance. Uh, You want to share a little bit more about that as well?
12: That's the The Bethalians were started kind of way back when by uh, Debbie Reynolds and they used to do big splendiferous shows and Frank Sinatra was part of it Um, so it's not as popular as it used to be because you start, excuse me if I hiccup you start losing a lot of your members but I'm still a part of this organization Um, this past year we gave $200,000 to to UCLA for Operation Men to take care of our uh, service people coming back that may have mental um, issues because PTSD is a thing and We need to address those situations. Where hopefully we may be able to talk to wounded warriors to see if we can help there. Um, It's it's a it's an organization that um, and if you're interested in check it out. We have a website. Join us. Be part of it. Um, It's it's um, anytime you can help other people. I mean, if I can put my voice to something that takes care of an animal or a child. Or, one of our vets, then I'm going to be involved in it,
1: definitely you know, and that just goes to show like like you said, you know impacting people's lives, being part of things, passing on the good, and that's all you can do is you know be as good as you can be in the industry now, with all the different things that you've been part of
12: in any industry it you know what it does you know people remember when you're kind, you know, um you may lose face or you may something, but the person's going to go. That person was kind to me, and it doesn't cost you anything. Just smile and be kind.
1: Definitely, you know. Well, I mean, I think it's just kind of like uh, what Muhammad Ali said once was, "It's great to be important, but it's more important to be kind."
12: There you go. That's it. It's that. It's that kind of thing. Um, and 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 also too, as I tell other actors, and um, that is, there's also the saying. Um, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right.
1: Now, with with so many different things, I don't want to keep you too long here. But you've been part of so many different things from Netflix series, you know, movies like Puppy Star Christmas, you know, Lifetime movies, um, everything from The Big Bang Theory, Lone Star, Nine One One. I mean, a lot of great shows, movies, legacy. Has there ever been a time when you yourself have been so starstruck on a set? You're like, how am I going to get through the day?
12: Well, that was me with Sidney Poitier. I mean, I when my audition, it's a wonder that he didn't have me arrested um, <laughs> because I was like, oh, my. I was like, that's casting directors, are you ready? And I go, no, I'm not ready. I'm sitting next to Sydney Poitier. I'm not ready. Oh, my God, my mother's going to die when I tell her this. You know, so, yeah, that kind of thing. So you're looking at Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I'm working with Sandra Bullock. I'm working with Jason Patrick. I'm, You know, you kind of don't put yourself in the fact that you're working with them. You are an actor also. You become like, oh, oh, oh look at this. is, <laughs> that kind of person. So, uh, it's, it's crazy sometimes. I mean, I met Tommy Toon from Broadway and like right was, oh, oh, Tommy Toon. <laughs> kind of, so, I've, I've been very lucky to meet a lot of people and I forget sometimes that, um I'm not on the outside looking in. I'm part of them. We're sitting here having coffee together because we're on break right this moment or we're on a 10. So, It's amazing. Uh, You know, (laughs) I'm just very lucky, um, but I worked hard for that look.
1: So, definitely. Well, you know, so many different things going on. Being part of Days of Our Lives once again, you know, so many different things going on. I guess in closing here, from all the people's lives you've impacted over the years, all the roles you've played a part of, I mean, I myself sat down as a family watch step-by-step with my parents growing up. I guess, do you have any words you'd like to leave out there for all the listeners tuning in that lives you have impacted, played a part of, and they've experienced you?
12: I just want to say thank you because if they hadn't tuned in, I wouldn't be moving along. We are blessed as performers to have fans. And without you, we are nothing
1: very true thank you once again for stopping in and you know stopping in with us and having this you know chance to talk with us we're excited to see you on days once again um, see how that all plays out and thanks once again for taking the time stopping in and making all the memories for everybody as well
12: again it's my pleasure and I wouldn't be here without you
10: if I were a human being I'd head straight for New Orleans and I'd blow this horn Seen. You heard of Louis Armstrong, Mr. Sidney shame All those boys gonna step aside when they hear this old that skater play. Listen.
4: When I'm human, as I
10: hope to be, I'm on a this song till the cows come home, and everyone's gonna bow down to me. Thank you, thank you. Mm
6: -hmm. I'll thank you. I love you too, baby. When I'm myself again, I want just the life I have. A great big party every night. That doesn't sound too bad. A redhead on my left arm. A brunette on my right. A blonde or two to hold the candles. And that seems just about right. Hey, Lewis! Life is short, when you're done, you're done. We're on this earth to have some fun. And that's the way things are. Telebrine. When I'm human, and I'm gonna be. I'm gonna tear it up like I did before. And that's a royal guarantee.
10: Your modesty becomes you, and your sense of responsibility. I've worked hard for everything I've got, and that's the way it's. When I'm a human being, at least I'll act like one. If you do your best each and every day, good things are sure to come your way. What you give
0: listening to disney on demand
9: wow it's dark in here Wow, and now it's
0: Finally too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney.
3: Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E, and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's
0: Disney on demand!
3: Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all.
0: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
11: I just wish I could forget the whole thing.
0: You will, kid.
1: You will. All right, all of you D-Heads, I am back once again, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It has been a fun Mardi Gras party kind of romp. Great music, great tunes, and I want to extend that very special thank you once again to Patrika Darbo for stopping in, chatting with all of us, taking that trip down memory lane. You have been part of so many different projects that I know I grew up watching, and I know I have passed on and shown to my children as well. Thank you, Patrika, once again, for stopping in, chatting with us, and it truly is a blessing with all the different projects you've been part of over the years i'd also like to thank the d team yes of aaron frank jeremy and dominic all stopping in with their signature segments without them there'd be nothing more than me rambling week in and week out and most of all thank you the d heads you are the reason we've been bringing this show to you for 12 years you are the reason we're bringing you the magic the fun the memories from your lifetime of Disney, so thank you the D-Heads, you truly do make the show happen and make us want to do it as well. Now next week, we are jumping even further in the march. We have a very special guest lined up and a lot of great things on the horizon, including the debut... ...of an all-new D-Team member, so get ready for that as well. So before I release the reins here and let you head off into the weekend and have some fun and make those memories, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z-Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more. Right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. You name it, you can find us. Just search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or find all these links on our official website as well. We'd love to stay connected with all of you D-heads. So definitely connect up with us. And if you want to listen to the show instantly, right away... Go to your podcast provider, look up our show, and hit subscribe. You can find us in iTunes, you name it. Just search Diz Radio, we'll pop right up. Hit subscribe, and you'll get the latest shows as they get released every single week. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, it has been a fun, fun week here. Mardi Gras is full in swing. We're having fun. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. We also have the Easter season has officially kicked off, so lots of great things. But as we jump into the weekend... I want to take that time once again as I end every single show. Take that time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. So remember that first and foremost, all of you D-heads. So with that said, have fun, take time, make the memories, make the magic happen. And until next week, make it one heck of a party here this weekend. Until next week.
6: the is lake. You should dream of by going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, right here on the ocean floor. There's wonderful things around you. What more is you looking for? Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wet and take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day, out in the sun, they live away. While we devoted more down to floating under the sea. Du virvelnar i karusell, men kanske du heller dansar. Med hur är vi ska krill? Ser du dig omkring i vatten? Med vatten som fanner allt. Det värsta är er här allt annat. Och tar med en krypensall. Här må du bli. För här är er du fri. Det är er ingen som stör oss, reser och flurer. Bona för ti. Hoppar på landen massor skri. Kan du förstå du länge det? Swing dig på allt.